You're listening to another episode of Living Well with Eisenhower Health. Healthcare as it should be. Here's Bill Klaproth. Aging, wear and tear, and overuse can wreak havoc on your body, especially your shoulders and elbows. And since you're listening to this, you're probably experiencing pain right now. And it's not fun, so let's get you some help. Here to talk about treating shoulders and elbows is Dr. Patrick St. Pierre, Director, Shoulder and Elbow Surgery, and Dr. David Savin, an orthopedic shoulder and elbow specialist, both with Eisenhower Desert Orthopedic Center. Dr. St. Pierre and Dr. Savin, thank you both for your time. Dr. St. Pierre, let's start with you. So why are shoulders and elbows so susceptible to injury and pain? Well, there is. They're the uh, the action of the upper extremities that do all the things that we want to do. So as you mentioned in the intro, these are very susceptible to overuse injuries. And it can be things that you, we would all think about, so sports like tennis and golf and, and softball or baseball, but also it can just be the routine everyday activities that we do by carrying luggage, reaching for things in the back seats of cars, uh, lifting up grandkids and kids. So there's all kinds of ways that we injure our shoulders. Absolutely. Reaching up into the cabinet for those cans. And Dr. Savin, what are the most common problems you treat when it comes to shoulders and elbows? Well, the most common injury that we see tend to be related to the tendons around the shoulder as well as the tendons around the elbow. The rotator cuff that everybody is so familiar with is the workhorse of the shoulder that helps stabilize the shoulder and allow you to do all the actions by bringing your arm in space. It's also often the overworked tendon that could cause an injury in the shoulder. Same thing for the elbows. There's a common extensor and a common flexor tendon, both on the inside and outside of the elbow, which is commonly known as tennis elbow or golfer's elbow. And these are very prone to overuse injuries. And Dr. St. Pierre, for someone experiencing pain in their shoulders or their elbows, when is it time to see the doctor? That's a great question because we all get pain in our shoulders and elbows at times just from overdoing things. And many times, it gets better. I mean, our bodies are amazing and they heal themselves. And with minor injuries, you know, the uh, resting ice and compression and giving your body time is often the first step. And, uh, and it's really when those things persist and don't get better after a week or two that you really need to, to see uh, a specialist and try to figure out what's going on. And, uh, and, and that's true for most of the overuse type of activities that we do. But obviously, if there's trauma, if someone falls down some steps or you feel a big rip or a tear in your elbow or shoulder, then you should come in sooner. And Dr. Saban, how do you diagnose these injuries? What is the process and how do you determine if this is something serious and someone needs further treatment? So I think the history and physical are the key components to diagnosing a shoulder and elbow injury. So first, I want to get the story. How did this happen? How long has this been going on? What is this affecting uh, you in your daily life? Then going on to a physical exam, where does it hurt? There are key components to the exam that can help identify where the pain is coming from. And occasionally, a diagnostic and therapeutic injection can really help key in on the diagnosis. When needed, advanced imaging, including x-rays and MRIs, can be helpful to confirm the diagnosis. And Dr. St. Pierre, let's move to treatment then. When it comes to treatment, can you talk about non-invasive methods, surgery, and shoulder replacement? Yes. So as David mentioned, sometimes we will do uh, diagnostic injections or uh, therapeutic injections to try to calm down bursitis. It's very common in the shoulder for people to get 
what's called rotator cuff syndrome or impingement syndrome in the shoulder where it's just bursitis and there's maybe some injury to the tendon, but it's not torn completely and doesn't need surgery. So the combination of taking care of the pain with an injection or sometimes over-the-counter anti-inflammatory medications along with the proper physical therapy to uh, strengthen the shoulder and get it back into a functioning mode is the first step. And the great thing about Eisenhower Medical Center is that we have multiple physical therapy uh, components within our system uh, that do a great job at doing that. When we fail at non-operative treatment, that's when we start looking towards doing surgical intervention. And there's really two main ways that we do that. Uh, with soft tissue injuries, such as uh, rotator cuff tears or sometimes labral tears when people dislocate their shoulders, uh, we often do an arthroscopy and, uh, and then treat that or repair those tendons at that time. And then it's when it gets on to bigger things like arthritis and massive rotator cuff tears that we move on to uh, shoulder replacements, such as the total shoulder or what's called a reverse total shoulder arthroplasty, which takes care of the arthritis and the rotator cuff tear. And Dr. St. Pierre, let me stick with you for a minute. How common are shoulder replacement surgeries now? It seems like I'm hearing more and more about it, and it seems like they are becoming more commonplace. Well, they, they are because we've uh, developed a better way of doing it. So uh, just like hips and knees, uh, we've started off with shoulder replacements that were anatomic. They looked exactly like the shoulders that God gave us. And that works great as long as there's an intact rotator cuff that heals after the surgery and the rotator cuff can make the shoulder function. However, as we get older and get into our 70s, 80s, and 90s, the rotator cuff is 70, 80, and 90 years old. And and oftentimes when you go through a surgery like this, it doesn't function as well as we would have hoped. And that's where the reverse shoulder comes in. And by reversing the ball in the socket, we get a shoulder that can function now, even though the rotator cuff isn't, uh, isn't there or it's not functioning as well as it was before. So that's really been in the United States now for 14 years. And over the past decade, it's really changed the way that we can take care of uh, patients with these really bad uh, problems. And Dr. Saban, with improving treatment options, like Dr. St. Pierre was just talking about, what is the long-term outlook for someone experiencing shoulder or elbow pain? So it really depends on the source of the pathology. So if it's a tendon-related injury that is minor, there is a good prognosis that this could be treated without surgery. If there's a large tendon tear, such as a rotator cuff tear, if the pain persists and then we recommend surgery, the Outcomes are fairly good, and people can expect an excellent recovery. People have to understand that this is a long recovery because tendons take a long time to heal. It usually takes at least three months for the tendon to be strong enough that we can strengthen the tendon. But overall, the outcomes are fantastic for shoulder and elbow. And speaking from experience, I can attest to that. I've had both of my shoulders worked on physical therapy on both. I couldn't even throw a baseball. It was so bad. And physical therapy has, to this point, knock on my desk here, uh, cured them both. So you're absolutely right about that. And Dr. St. Pierre, are there ways we could move or stretch or reach to help keep our shoulders and elbows healthy as we age? Well, your story was a perfect segue into this because it's really the rehab and the therapy that protects our shoulders. So the rotator cuff that we've been talking about through this whole segment uh, is, is really the key to the shoulder because those muscles keep that ball centered in the socket. And when people get in trouble, it's usually because there's overuse or an imbalance between those muscles. And so uh, we have videos on our, our website and the ice on our website that show different ways to stretch and to strengthen those muscles. 
yeah, around the shoulder. And then the other thing that often gets forgotten is the back. So our shoulder blades are uh, are really the basis and the stability for the shoulder. And so we have to strengthen our back and the muscles around the shoulder blades to keep them better. So when we get to take care of uh, professional athletes and college athletes, you know, they're uh, spending a lot of time uh, strengthening those shoulder muscles so that they don't get in trouble and what they're doing doesn't cause further damage. Such great information, and you're so right about that. I, I was upset I couldn't throw with my kids, and I went and I had the shoulder, the physical therapy on the shoulder. It's amazing what you just said is so true about the stretching, but you have to keep up with it and you have to keep at it, but it does work. So absolutely correct. Well, Dr. St. Pierre and Dr. Saban, thank you so much for your time. This has been very informative. To learn more about Eisenhower Desert Orthopedic Center, visit eisenhowerhealth.org slash E-D-O-C. That's eisenhowerhealth.org slash E-D-O-C. This is Living Well with Eisenhower Health. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.